What's crackalackin' everybody? Merry Christmas, happy holidays. Your money smart guy, Matt Zapala here. Hailing to you from the 7 Figure Squad podcast. Welcome to another episode, episode 5-1 here in Dallas, Texas. And joining me in the studio today is my partner here in the Carrollton, Texas office, Mr. Curtis Eatman. What's going on, brother? What's up, my man? How are you? You had a good, you had a good Christmas, man? Oh, man, it was a blessing. It Amen, was a blessing. Bro. More than I deserve. Curtis, uh, I, I know you. Uh, we've been partners here, but uh, tell everybody real briefly your background and uh, what are you what are you excited about here, uh, being part of the podcast today? Yeah, former sports athlete, played D one a little bit overseas, um, came back home and got into corporate America. Um, was noticed really quickly that that wasn't going to pay me what I believe I deserve. So yeah. got into a little bit of real estate investing, and I was like, man, I still don't have time. And I'm yeah, still yeah. that passive that everyone looks for, right? So. Yeah. Got into financial services because I really understood that if you don't understand money, it's a hundred percent opportunity that you are being taken advantage of. And I no sure. longer want to be taken advantage of. Yeah. I don't want my family to be taken advantage of anymore. So got a part of the game because I wanted to understand the rules of money, be able to teach people it. So it's been fun running with you and your wife and it's been good, man. And what's been thus far. So you, you've uh, have you basically since coming out here to Dallas, have you doubled your income? Have you have you seen a significant increase in your income working together close more here yeah. together in Dallas? as well as your team growing also in, in, in Carrollton. It's so office. funny because in, in corporate America, you, you're excited about a 3% raise every year, right? <laughs> yeah. Try to keep up a cola, right? Cost uh, of living adjustment. But here has been a 100% raise. You have a 100% pay raise. 100% raise, raise yeah. Due to entrepreneurship. Yes, yeah. Right. With your guidance and leadership, yeah. So sure. all the people out there worried about it. You know, the, the story coming into 2023, was like, we're facing a recession, we're facing a recession. Yeah. Well, the recession never happened in 2023. Well, a lot, by the way, a lot of mentally people, I think a lot of people know that you know the country's probably there, even though the country administration hasn't called it to become a recession. But right. But at the same time, too, as well, people think that recession is a mentality, a mindset, mm. right? So instead of taking that recession mindset, you said, you know what? Let me increase my income by 100. percent So you've increased your income by 100 percent since coming out here to Dallas. Yes. No know. kidding. Yes, it's exciting. It's exciting, man. My wife's not too mad about it. So let's put it that way. <laughs> What's up, Spring? Good to see you, yes. Spring. And so a lot of great things are happening yeah. in your life. I mean, you know, if you guys don't know about Curtis and Spring Eman working out of our office here, we're going to put a link here at the description center uh, area so you guys can learn about more about their story. But uh, uh, how are you liking Dallas, by the way? From we're coming from Rancho Cucamonga, <laughs> it's a real place uh, from the LA way. area, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I love I love Dallas. It's yeah. like the center. Of, really, it's the center of America. Yeah. Everyone has to come through it. Yeah. You know, even yeah. if you don't want to, because you have to, you know, you have like a, what's called a layover. Some people get stuck here, right? Yeah. But the city's beautiful, culture yeah. wise, diversity yeah. wise. All businesses are moving here, and yeah. it's it's weird because when we go out, everybody wants to do business. They want, they want to network. They, they want, want to connect. Network. Yeah. And it's like, hey, we're not leaving this table until we figure out how to work together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so weird from coming from LA, Rancho. Yeah. It's like everyone's on their own mode in their own yeah. little bubble. Yeah. And you like, know, your yeah. agency put together an event with a couple of guys invited me out to that you guys were putting on together. And I'm a big cigar guy. And uh, that's where I got to meet Ken Hamlin, mm. the safe, former safety for the Dallas Cowboys. Yes. Got to meet Tony Hills, former Super Bowl champ with the Steelers, because of the event you guys put on. Yeah. And just the connection that you guys were able to make here in, in Dallas. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's crazy, you know, for those that really want to expand their relationships, but real yeah. deep relations, because I think Dallas is like a relationship type of melting pot. Yeah. You know, a lot, even, of, ch a lot of churches around here. Oh, Bible know? Belt. Right, yeah. so whatever your cup of tea is, like <laughs> you can change. You, you it want Baptist, <laughs> <laughs> or, do you, or do you want you know you want conservative, you know, <laughs> hymnals, whatever. Whatever you want, they got yeah. it. Right, yeah. it's like a buffet. We call it right, and even like on the family stand, uh, things of Dallas. What I love about it is like, I remember when we lived in California, you kind of like wait, where did my kids go? 
Okay. Like, don't go too far. I can't see you. Okay. Right. You know, I, there used to be rules when I was growing up in, in California. Yeah, where yeah, yeah. Street lights came on. You better be home. Sure. All right. Good. But here, like, we don't, yeah. like, I don't have a worry. Yeah. There's not like, yeah. a, you know, like a fear. Like, my kids yeah. go out and they're they're out all throughout the neighborhood, nice. their neighbor's house. Like, it's different. Nice. You know, it's very family oriented on that aspect. So I do Speaking love that. Speaking of family oriented, yeah. you know, uh, uh, Curtis and Spring, are actually, uh, they're a blended family. They, yeah. they got married. Well, you did a very profound thing last year legally. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, you're talking about adoption of yeah, girls. Yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, my wife previously was married. Unfortunately, her husband passed away coming home on a motorcycle accident. And then her going through that process of getting out of that, she had two two young girls, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we reconnected back at church. Yeah. It's interesting how God will pull you back together when you're so ready So you kind of knew each other growing up? Yeah, I knew her since 14. Wow. wow. Isn't that crazy? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I was in high school, sweethearts and all like that. I was going my own route. She was going her own route. And and how everything, It was. we always say we were hidden. Like we weren't, we weren't able to see each other, even though we were around each other. Wow. You know, so it's you So you guys never dated. You never, never dated. Never just more like, hey, what's up? You wow. know, like anything. It was like, oh, she's cute. But like, nothing serious. Yeah, never yeah, thought yeah. about anything past that. Yeah. Literally hidden. And it's interesting. I couldn't see her. I had to say I was blinded. I couldn't see her. And interesting enough, it was one night. It was my mom's birthday. I go out and a couple of my friends are like, hey, spring's about to have something or celebrate something. I was like, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll hop out. I go out too. Yeah. Go meet her really quickly. And I was like, I see you now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I sent her a message saying, I see you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I got you. Yeah, I got right? different different lens now. Different lens now, right? <laughs> and grew up now. So uh, from there, uh, we've been together ever since. But uh, the girls, I never wanted the girls to ever have like daddy issues. Like, oh, yeah. that you're never enough because, yeah. you know, you don't have my last name. No, you're yeah. going to have my last name, wow. especially if I'm the one providing, protecting for wow. you as well. So, yes, I adopted them. It was a, a very long process. Salute. A uh, very, very long process. But just to see the confidence in my... And they never felt anything different because I would never... Yeah. Uh, that's just not my intention yeah. um, to make them feel like they were less or anything like that. Yeah. But I remember one time at school, my one of my girls... Um, they said, hey, you know, what's your last name? And their, their previous mm-hmm. last name is Parker, right? And she was like, oh, so why is your daddy's last name different? And oh. I remember her coming home and feeling a little different, even wow. though we're still going through that process. Wow. I was like, you're never going to feel like that again. And just yeah. understand you're not, you're nothing different because I chose you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, the other kids we have, like, they're my blood. Like, I got to sure. take care of you. Like, yeah, 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 my last name on the But I chose you, the girl. So, uh, yeah, it was a blessing to be able to do that Amen. and to see the confidence. In man, I love hearing that, man. Yeah. It's, a, it's an honorable thing for a man to do that's a provider, that's a protector. Uh, that's a God thing, bro. Yeah. I appreciate you doing that and setting an example for many men out there yeah, it's all uh, and husbands out the there. So what, what a show we have here today with courtesy. We got the, the best Christmas best Christmas present received <laughs> when we review in this clip. Um, avoid this at all costs to not ruin your child's life. Mm. Uh, the benefits, it's not the th- things that you might think of, the benefits of regular church attendance while reading the Bible. Again, it's not what you think. Instead of the top financial stories, Heading into 2024, and we got a couple other things we want to uh, discuss here too as well. So, yeah. um, the first, the first one I want to react to. A lot of people have been getting gifts for Christmas. And by the way, if you're watching this right now with a live or replay, what was your best Christmas gift? What was the best present you got over the holidays? Please put it in the comment section below. We'll read some of them here in the live chat if you are yeah. watching us live. But uh, let's look at this clip about this husband providing a Christmas gift wow. for his wife. Let's take a look at this. How kind. Light bill. Light bill. You was not in the dark all year long. And I should have known you was about to do something stupid. Light bill. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. 
You've been giving gifts all year. Oh, God. I think it's Cardinal. Cardinal. You're able to go and get your bald head friends all year long. Go to the club with you. You know what? Cardinal. You see what he's doing here? Oh, no. He wants to be on that couch. You want to call your bald head friends all year long. Thanks to me. Thanks to Christmas. Are you wasting your time to wrap all this stuff just to do that? At least he wrapped it all, huh? With love. You had a shelf over your head all year long, <laughs> thanks to me. Merry Christmas. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. It's like a, it's a blueprint of what not to do. Would you say he's about to sleep on the couch tonight? Oh, he's on that couch. So yeah. I, I know it's a joke, yeah. but you think it, you think it's a little bit of a hint of reality to it. Yeah, I think there's a lot of ego in that one. <laughs> And that almost like, and I can see the comments just blasting. That's why you don't need a man, or you go go get your own girl. Yeah, all that yeah. like that probably is popping off like crazy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't think that was a good play. And because that's his queen, so yeah. why why is he? Bla- and but the crazy thing is he flexed on her in front of everybody. everybody We're seeing camera. Yeah, yeah, but, but, but he couldn't have. Do you think she would have known that it was being uploaded? Because I mean, the the, the, the she have any control about would being uploaded to a social media profile? I mean, he put he put it out there, right? He put did. it on blast. He put it on blast. Yeah. And now we're reacting to it. Yeah, now we're reacting. Sounding a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we're getting publicity for sure on this that one. one. I, I tell you, this, you know, I, I boiled down gifts to to things that they'll they'll need, mm. things that they'll read, and uh, if they depending on their behavior, they yeah. on Santa's not or not on Santa's list, something that they want. So uh, I got my kids a bunch of stuff that they need. Right. Uh, so I, I gave uh, a JoJo um, um, a bunch of books. Melani, I got her first gat. Oh. <laughs> welcome to Texas. Welcome to Texas. Like, she, she couldn't believe it. Like, I can own one here? Yeah, you can own one here. So, uh, so oh, she's, she's, happy, she's happy with that. But, uh, Heck yeah. Yeah. What about you? What's, what's some of the Christmas Man, right? uh, Christmas gifts for yeah. my wife. We got, she's always traveling. So she's always on a plane. So we got her some nice little you know, travel you know, gear because she's always trying to use mine. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Um, the kids got them a whole bunch of different stuff. Like my son got him a phone because he's always... Gone, and I'd be able to contact him. Yeah, and the girls got her. Like, I got a 15 year old that's about to start driving. Where I'm scary, right? She's gonna be on the yep. road with me. Yep. Or she's gonna be my chauffeur. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, we'll we'll talk about it, right? But my point is, is that she's now going to have a driving lesson. So wow. She's getting her driver's lesson, so that we pay for that. Her hers for driving school. For driving school, yeah, because yeah, she has to get ready for that process, yeah. and her mom's going crazy with that right now, and. Um, all the kids got something, man. Even yeah. the baby, my baby Nova, twenty, 20 months old. Uh, right, he's, he's a baby girl, man. She's like a, she was a model from the minute she, her face touched oxygen. <laughs> not oxygen. Although, when when you sent me her picture when she was born, I'm like, this is not you. You like Photoshop this. This cannot be. This this cannot be your daughter. <laughs> yeah, it takes after her mom. Man. Wow, Thank bro. Yeah, so. so this is yeah. uh this is a Christmas gift. If you can look at my screen uh, real quick. Is a, this is a uh, Christmas gift uh, I give my wife. So if you don't think about my <laughs> wife, man, she, my wife is very, she could care less about Louis, she Chanel, don't, she don't, you know, don't. whatever those uh, 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 fancy bags are. I got a Samsonite bag. She's, functional, huh? She's 100% functional and she's <laughs> laughing at it. So, uh, you know. Oh, man, she's going to rock that everywhere. Yeah. She's proud, no. <laughs> Proud. That's a great it's black game. and green. I got the green in there. Yeah. So, uh, but to react back to what you're saying about the video, though, is like, do you do you really want to show your queen that in that perspective? Yeah. 
that's yeah. how it comes down yeah. to. I don't know if yeah. he was trying to be funny or yeah. not, but regardless of it, like, mm-hmm. and then calling or, you know, her friends. I think he was just trying to be funny. I yeah. think he was trying to be funny. I think it was a very funny moment, but. Uh, yeah, uh, 100%. But that's what you're supposed to do as a man. Yeah. You're not supposed to protect the shelter, you car, are. phone. You know, food, you light. You're supposed to be able to do that, but yeah. I think it's all all in good fun, <laughs> yeah, good timing. Sp- speaking of uh, speaking of presence, um, we appreciate you who have watched the um, uh, the launch mm. and supported the launch of my recent book, Gotcha, Ryan Hill. So yes. uh, we, this here became my second bestseller on Amazon, three different categories, and um, we went to Chicago to uh, start a book tour. And so here's a quick summary of how that book tour looked in Oak Brook. A suburb of Chicago, Illinois. Let's take a look at this. Chai Town. Good to be back here. See you tonight. Song was written by one of our guys in, in the office, Israel. This is this is uh, his cut. Yeah. Right, I had to make a decision. Yeah. yeah I want to left with bunnies. Yeah. Don't give it a baby, my daughter, right there. Before she moved to Chicago or Dallas, yeah. I had to make a decision. Yeah, I want a life of abundance. I level up to a higher wealth. I like they passed in Chicago. That well, you and I, we are not the same. I throw a couple stacks in my eye. Well, here's a reason why that's important. If you want to be a millionaire, you're going to be vibrating and speaking and thinking and acting at a much different level than everybody in your friends and family that you grew up with. So, gotcha, bro. I appreciate you all the supporting the book. It's still out there. Great stocking stuff, a great way for you guys to start off the year 2024, helping you understand the five gotchas of money, and uh, which I'll summarize here real quick, which is losses, healthcare, taxation, inflation, the fifth one, procrastination. So, uh, Curtis, you've been working together with me, and you've been obviously growing your agency. Uh, how important has it been for you to really start understanding financial literacy and some, finding some principles and values to help your clients uh, establish their finances on and uh, to avoid some of the mistakes that they otherwise would have made? Uh, it's everything. Um, when you sit down across from a family and you start going through where they're at and where they want to go, and you're mm-hmm. trying to basically close the gap in yeah. essence, right? Yeah. You notice that the gap usually is financial education. Yep. It's because if we just know better, we'll probably do better. Yep. And so a lot of people just don't have the information, they don't have access to the information. So when we get to the sit in front of families each and every day, yep. um, to be able to do that, it's literally ch- taking the cape off of us, putting it on the family, so that they can be heroes for their own legacy. Look at that, man. Yeah. Transferring that Superman cape. Yeah, that's it. Um, and, and I'm wondering, do people believe that money can buy them happiness. Um, can we take a look at this clip about the reality? Can money really help people buy happiness? Oh, okay. I'll tell you what. We'll just, we'll just discuss here real quick. All right. Here we go. So 75%, if we look at my, uh, my screen real quick, 75% of all millennials mm. and 67% of Gen Z say money can buy happiness. And what are the younger generations think about when it comes to their finances? So when you're looking at, um, you know, what, what uh, this uh, marketplace has done to the average person, yeah. you know, it's, it's uh, you, imagine graduating college, you straddle student loan debt, you don't have a salary that can take care of you buying a house, mm-hmm. student loan debt, mm-hmm. car payment, et cetera, et cetera, because you don't have a lot of money left over. And so a lot of people are feeling a squeeze, even with a college degree. And so uh, you know, you're making good money now. How, how, 
was there an income level that you felt you were surviving at versus now that you feel like you got breathing room at versus the income level you feel you had some freedoms at? What, what has been like the income? How has money translated into happiness for you in certain income levels? I'm, just, I'm curious about that. Yeah, I think, you know, it's so interesting now, you know, inflation now and everything, yeah. our buying power. But when you start making, you know, $5,000 a month, you're mm -hmm. just like, oh, I'm making some money. Yeah. I finally got a check. Five grand a month. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, I'm finally getting out. So that's five a month. And 10 a month is like, oh, I'm at the six figure mark, which, you know, you're yeah. perceived like that's the finish line. Yeah, yeah. Until you start thinking bigger, like, man, I'm really, really broke. Like, yeah. I mean, 10K like, a month is, is good. And then you realize, like, not so much. I, I can't really do yeah. too much, right? Yeah. After you start making 10K, because usually your expenses just catch right up, anyways, right? Yeah, I mean, the average person out there making money, you're looking at me doing fifteen, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 a year, you know? So but to make, 10k a month that's double than than average yes you know and uh and and how how is it how important because you you play professional sports how empowering yeah. was it for you to be able to say you know what instead of getting a regular job yeah you experienced a little bit of corporate america yep but what was the difference between you saying you know what i'm going to be happier working for myself versus the safety and security of just a job i think the opportunity to print money I mean, tell us literally because yeah. uh, literally, like, if you're at a job, you're you have a cap as everywhere he knows, uh -huh. right? It doesn't matter how hard I work, I mm -hmm. can't print more money based mm -hmm. on my performance. But in entrepreneurship, I can. So, like, if but the, I, the opposite is true, though, if you don't perform, you, you don't can, get paid. Exactly, you <laughs> always get you always get paid for the value you provide to the marketplace. So that's my opinion, right? Yeah. So, like, no, so if if I want to make forty this month, I yeah. can make forty this month. I yeah. just have to plan a strategy and then mm -hmm. go get it, right? Yeah. Yep. In corporate, I can't unless mm -hmm. I have a salary at that one with some different type of bonus structure attached yeah. to that. But that's rare. That's a very minute type of There are some interesting uh, TikToks and, and reels out that was being sent my way about how people are taking to take full advantage of PTO. PTO, I guess, in, if you're working for somebody, it's called paid time off, right? Okay. PTO. So they're showing clips on how to take advantage what days. Here's how you, <laughs> here's how you play PTO to maximize wow. the time that you have off. Interesting. So therefore, you can have freedom. Really? But in the same time, paid time off means your employer still has to pay paying, you. right? Interesting. And so they're doing all the strategy and how to do all this. You know, the first thing that came to my head, if you're doing all the strategy to see how much time you can take off by, by maximizing the PTO system, yeah. once you do the same strategy for starting your own business, your own side hustle. Yeah, for sure. Because that because PTO is somebody's willing to pay you. Exactly. But if you're taking strategies and how to pay yourself. You got PTO, 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 PTO. Yeah. You start working for yourself. When's the last time you had a job? Job, job. 11, 11 years, 12 years? 11 years. 100% solo, entrepreneur. Yeah. I'm creating my own. It's like having filet mignon. You can't go back to McDonald's <laughs> or You can never go back. <laughs> Yeah. When, when I uh, when I remember when the, the phase where uh, uh, PHP promoted Patrick promoted me chief distribution officer, yeah, so that was a paid position, crazy, right? That was a paid position, and I'm like, <laughs> I, okay, I, I got a job again as a chief distribution officer, and then uh, after a while, I'm like, hey, PBD, I'm, let me just phase back into building a, building a hierarchy, building building my own, my own company within the company, right? But it was different because you're being that that salary being held to a certain level of accountability, which I have no problem, but. If I'm going to be held to a certain level of accountability, I want that exponential right. end result, not a, you know, trade for time for dollars result. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I, I like the unknown part of it. Yeah. Right. Where the, the unknown upside. Unknown upside. Yeah, yeah. I want the upside of anything I can get because I mean, most of us are going to go into Robinhood account and go and bet on a stock. Like mm -hmm. I'm going to bet on Apple on the upside of it in the future, yeah. or bet on Google. But most people don't just don't bet on themselves on the upside of them. Yeah. 
And I think that's the whole purpose of entrepreneurship is you're willing to bet on other companies to outperform you. I love it. You know, so that's yeah, kind that, of my mindset. Yeah, on it. By the way, that, that, that was a bomb right there. That was, that was, if you can catch it, are you willing to passively invest in somebody else and bet more on that or actively invest in yourself? Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of um, what's going on in 2023, uh, most homes uh, in 2023 were not affordable. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look at this clip. Most homes are not affordable to buy this past year. Oh, was it? Okay. Um, I, thought I, I thought we had a video on it. Okay. So here, let's take a look at this clip. I'm oh, me, this article. So most homes in 23 were not, 2023 were not affordable for a typical U.S. household. So um, just 15, 15.5% of homes for sale were affordable. That's it. For a typical U.S. household. The lowest share since Redfin started tracking this a decade ago. A home is deemed affordable if the estimated mortgage payment is no more than 30% of the average local monthly income. So um, do, do you remember what, what uh, your, your housing cost was to live maybe uh, 10, 15 years ago before you in spring? How long have you guys been married now? Uh, over a decade. Yeah. Over a decade. Yeah. So let's say you were single. Do you remember what uh, it cost for you your own, your own apartment, your own spot? Like 1300 maybe 1200 less than that? It was 1300 When I was getting out in 1999, yeah. I was living in Irvine, California. It was yeah. 1300 bucks for an apartment. I'm like, yo. That is- was expensive, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was Whoa. like, how are we going to live? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. That's crazy. So so, so now, you know, you're looking at apartments around here, looking at 2000 Easy. You know, $2,500 for an apartment. By the way, if you're watching this, whether live or replay, in your city and state, what is the average rent or mortgage payment per month? Please put it in the comment section below. I'm, I'm curious. But it says here also on this article, affordability plunged 40% from before the pandemic and 21% from just last year. Redfin says spiking mortgage rates were, were a key reason why. So normally higher rates should push back, higher rates should push home prices down. Mm-hmm. But Redfin also finds the number of affordable house, homes listed dropped sharply in 2023. That's probably because many people do, don't want to sell now and give up a much lower mortgage rate. Right. And the tight market has helped keep prices higher. So people that bought a home three, four years ago during the real estate boom, yeah. Oddly enough, during the pandemic, yeah. stimulus money, yep. they bought these homes. Yep. Remember coming here to, to Dallas? Remember oh. these lines of homes? 20, 30 people in, in line waiting to bid on a home. They were even bidding on rent. Crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. When we, when we first moved to, to, to Dallas, Jordan, when we first moved to Dallas, um, we rented our first apartment here without even seeing it. We just saw it. Was, okay, we're, not, we're still in Chicago. We just rent it right now in Louisville. Yeah. The house here at, yeah. We didn't see it. The first time we saw it was when we were actually moving in, when the moving company was here. How funny. We did the same exact thing. We paid it three. We said, here's our bank statements. We'll just pay three months in advance. Just right. Get just get us a spot. Yeah. Because there's, there's nothing. There's nothing available. And so now if you bought a house during that time, what they're saying, though, is if you bought a house during that time at a 2 3 4% rate, they're not selling that house because they see all this equity appreciate. Exactly. Nor do they want to refinance because they don't want to double no. you know, their, 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 their mortgage payment. So that's why the housing market is kind of settling right here, and and why it's not declining is because nobody's for, not a lot of people are filing for foreclosure, etc. Right. What do you, what do you experience? You deal with clients on a daily basis. What are you, what are you hearing from them? It's interesting because when I was growing up, you know, we would always focus on the price, purchase price of the property. Mm-hmm. Oh, this price is a half a million. Okay, this right. price is three hundred thousand. This price is seven hundred thousand. It's yeah. a million, whatever the price is. Yeah. But today in our current economy, you had to focus on interest rates. Right. right, so that interest rate is what you're basically saying is yep. is what's affecting the mortgages. Yep. But the real question is, how are people affording the mortgage? Because that's all cash flow. Yeah. So if your if your interest rates keep going up and mortgages keep going up, 
then you have to have three times as much. So if your mm-hmm. mortgage is five grand a month and you ain't making 15 a month, you can't afford that mortgage yeah, anymore. That's and that's why and, you there, know, there's so, less affordable homes in the marketplace today. Yeah. So like I started thinking about, well, when I was growing up, a house was American dream. Yeah. 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 Well, now people can't afford a house. Is that now American nightmare now? That's it. And, and here's know, the thing, so, more, more people today. So, so there's a couple of factors coming into this housing market. There's number one, that the average person is competing with like a black rock, competing with a, you know, you know, with, with, a, with a vanguard because they're saying these institutions are buying up neighborhoods. Yes, they are, yeah. And then renting them out. Yep. Right, that's, that's number one. Number two is high interest rates. Yep. It's just affecting a lot of people. People, you know, don't want to pay more for a home because they can't afford a higher mortgage payment. Mm-hmm. The third factor is, is that uh, they don't live in these certain neighborhoods. So that's if true. they can't live in those homes that they want, well, the interest rates are high, then those neighborhoods are now unaffordable. Yeah. Even though three years ago they could have lived in it because the rates were a lot lower. lower. Yeah. And number four, uh, people's uh, pay. Like they're saying right now, the, the the people are getting paid more. The the wages have increased. Really. Okay. That that's what a lot of these economists are saying. But it's funny that you say that, really, because yeah. you deal with clients on a daily basis. They're not saying that. They're not saying the that. The media's saying that. Yeah. But the reality is you deal with clients on a daily. Every day you're seeing clients, six days a week, seven, uh, six out of seven days. Yeah. I'm not seeing that at all. Like most families today are saying, what are what can we do yeah. to be able to save more? Because they'll be able to cut costs. They're looking yeah. to cut their expenses because they're not making more. Right, especially during seasons like this, most people are being let go, or yeah. you know, most people try to change their balance sheet up so they let go of people or decrease how much they're paying a the salary. Yep. So a lot of these families that we deal with each and every day are trying to literally figure out. They're trying to find a glitch, kind of yep. like we're talking about PTO. They're trying to find a glitch in their own <laughs> household, uh, how yeah. to make sure they can buy more with less money. Yeah, and, and here and here's why. Um, if we go back to my screen here, Jordan, the, this housing crisis started during the Great Recession, 08. Because they haven't created more homes. Hmm. So housing experts said the shortage and high prices are main driver record for U.S. homelessness. So he, here's the thing, too, as well. As much as inflation has drawn up, okay? Let's say you're a home builder. Yeah. Okay? You need, you need raw materials. Yes, you do. Do you think inflation has affected the price of raw materials? 100% has. So if it's more expensive to purchase these raw materials, Jordan's go back up. If it's more expensive to purchase these raw materials, mm-hmm. right, are you building... You know, single-family homes that it's affordable. Or if you're going to go as a builder, have a project. Do I want to sell a four, five, six, seven thousand square? Because the square footage of homes over the last 10, 15, 20 years have also increased. People aren't getting these little 14, 1500 square foot homes no more, man. No, they want these three thousand, four thousand. They want bigger homes. Yeah, they do. Yeah, but they do. if you want a bigger home, it's going to cost you more. It's going to cost you more money. Yeah. And so, as a as a home builder, you're, you're trying to figure out what your your profitability is at. Yeah, what's your real net? What After all my expenses, yeah. after I sell, what is my real net at the end of the day? And you're seeing them, but even Dallas, they're, they're they're still building, though. Yeah. It's interesting enough. Like, they're building. But everything out here is big, though. That, there you go. There's some big homes out here. Huge. <laughs> compared to Chicago or, yeah. or even California. Would you say the homes compared to California here in Dallas are a lot more? Square footage-wise, than they are in California. Yeah, I mean, it's the best for a marriage. If you ever get in an argument, you got enough room to be able to go and find your different rooms. <laughs> that's, that's the best for a marriage. If your kids are too loud, you got room. In California, you're kind of like, ah, like you can't do too much. So 100% you get more for your buck here. So it, so your premise also, your question was, is the American dream dead? Well, mm-hmm. let's take a look at some of the biggest financial stories coming into 2024. So uh, some of the biggest stories coming into 2024, um, if, we, if we were to break it down, what is going on next year? So... Um, the interesting thing about what's going on in America is that people feel 
that the health of America yeah. uh, is great. It looks great, but the, the average day for the average person is not so great. Uh, they're, they're having difficulty um, uh, making ends meet still. So can, can we take a look at that, that video about what's going on in America, about who is really driving this current economy, why this current economy seems to be going so strong. People are like, but I thought interest rates are high, crisis right. this, recession this. But economists are saying this economy is so stinking strong. And can we forward to that, that minute section uh, of that clip? We're ready to go. Let's take a look at this clip. Well, let, let me tell you specifically what we're going to talk about. Gen, Gen Xers say they're going to need over 1.1 million to uh -oh. retire, but most only expect to have about $660,000. That's a $451,000 difference, the largest wealth gap of any generation. So okay, how so do stop, they make up right there, for Jordan? the lost time? So, so, Cut back. so what, what's going on right now is... People are spending more money for housing. Yep. People are going out there. The person that's driving this economy right now very clearly, it's the American consumer. 100%. So the media will call Americans one or two things from an economic standpoint. They'll either call you a consumer or they'll call you an investor. Yep. Guess what we prefer to be called? Investors. Investors, because yes. I'm creating value to the economy. I'm yeah. producing, I'm creating, yeah. right, contributing to the economy. Consumers spend, 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 yep. spend. So who's driving this economy right now is the consumers. Uh-oh. Right? And guess what the consumers are buying? Products of the Investors, right? So until these consumers yeah, wow. can find out how to be their own investor, and what have you learned how to become? I mean, you like wearing yeah. nice clothes, right? Yeah. You're always decked out. Yeah. But you've also learned how to become a, an investor. Have to be, yeah. Right? And so that, that's, that's what's causing a lot of people right now to wonder, can people still spend and consume at this rate in 2024? Mm -hmm. uh, you, you know that economist, uh, Harry Dent? Yep predict a lot of things. We're expecting the, one of the biggest economic crashes yeah. next year because um, uh, a lot of things are looking to uh, reverse. But uh, if we could take a look, um, uh, do, do we have that, uh, um, that clip there? Are we spending too much money versus saving money as a society? Can we take a look at that one? All right. One more, one, more, one more time. Either I gotta stop spending like I'm moving bricks or I gotta stop moving bricks like I haven't really decided yet. You better be moving some damn bricks, right? Because here's, here's the challenge. Back to, if we're not, Bob, break that down for us. Man, <laughs> it could go real wrong real quick. <laughs> Basically, because people were spending like they like money's never gonna stop. Chip, you know, Chip. and they're like, I, I got to figure out how to make sure this is never gonna stop. That's right. Right? They haven't decided yet. So, and, and so, Jordan, can we go back to that uh, Fox that Fox clip about what the cost is about not stacking the bricks the right way? If yeah. you keep spending now, going back to what this guy said. On spending and increased savings, that's all they could possibly do. Can, can we rewind, can rewind know, a little bit? Uh, you know, when are they going to go? So, so the real, here, let, let me tell you specifically what we're going to talk about. Gen, Gen Xers say they're going to need over 1.1 million to retire, mm -hmm. but most only expect to have about 660 thousand dollars. That's a 450. Can you stop right there, Jordan? Okay, can you keep that on the screen? So the thing is, thousand dollars. Gen X is my generation. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, mid 40s uh, to late 50s. Okay, this is my generation, the sexiest generation ever created in history of humankind by God. You can thank <laughs> 90s R&B music for us. Thank you very much. That's true, though. But uh, when you're looking at this, okay, what's the rule in retirement? It's the 4% rule, right? Right. So let's say uh, the average Gen X expects to retire at $1.1 million expect to need. Mm -hmm. So what's 4% roughly, ballpark? 4% has $40,000, $41,000 a year. Yep. Can the average person survive on $40,000 a year? No, and that's going to run out in 25 years. Bro, think about think about how much 40000 a year right now is not providing 
Not even the average income. So I would say to the average Gen X out there looking at $1.1 million to need, you, you, if you want to live broke, yeah. if you don't want to go nowhere, you just want to do <laughs> yeah. the basic necessities. Yeah. And on top of that, that's not even the worst part. The worst part about it is the second, the middle, the middle uh, number mm-hmm. is what they expect to have. Because the Gen X generation and every generation thereafter, you got the millennials and the Gen yep. Z, they're not saving for retirement not because they're spending it. 100% spending. And so they're spending it. What the Gen X is supposed to expect then is a $661,000 in, in, in retirement savings. And if we're using a save 4% rule, you're looking at $24,000 a year in retirement. And so I ask, we ask in our workshops, can you live on $40,000 a year? Most people say no. No. So what, what's more common for people? $80,000. Okay. Well, you got to double that number then. Yeah. What's your using point? the 4% rule. And then if it's in a taxable type of scenario... You're screwed, right? If and if you if you expect a loss in your portfolio, if that is exposed to stock market losses, most are, most are. Yeah, that's why I wrote the book, The Gotchas, to avoid some of this scenario and that gap, that four hundred fifty-one thousand dollars savings gap. How do people make up that four hundred fifty-one thousand dollars savings gap? Needing and receiving are completely two different things, and what people are receiving today is not exactly what they need, and that's clear. So when you start really breaking down, like your own portfolio, you got to look at, I don't think we're talking about the war on the dollar too, that people are not aware there of. There you go. Right? That's right? Like interest rate is a war on your dollar. And you don't understand it's going up. It's affecting your future. And also you got to look at inflation, which is your it's buying massive power. massive war on the dollar. It's Silent tax. Yep. Man, it's killing you. And then taxes, people are doing what you just mentioned. If your portfolio has never been taxed, you're deferring taxes. When you start taking the money out, Bam. it looks good. Yeah. You know, your account balance is good. Yeah. But no one ever talks about protecting your equity. So you might, you're, you're, okay, so say you are one of these baby boomers that have a 401 or a Gen Xer that has a... Slow down, slow down real quick. Okay. <laughs> I ain't a baby boomer. <laughs> <laughs> I want to age you, my man. You look good. You still look good. You're sexy, right? I'm still Gen you're, X, baby. You still look sexy, right? But let's say you are one of these, uh, you know, uh, Gen Xers that have a 401k that's account balance is 661000 Yeah. Yep. Right? It says it on there. Yeah. But then you don't account for losses, as you mentioned. Yeah. So what if you lose 20% based on something you can't control? That's why they lost in 2022. 19.7% loss. Okay. So, so that's not it's not something mm-hmm. foreign. Mm-hmm. So it's happened in the past, so it can happen in the future. So yep. let's say you're one of those that lost or, or potentially can lose. Yep. But also, let's, let's talk about what can happen if you don't protect what you've already gained. So I think we've been so focused on growth, 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 growth. So we put our money in products that are only in growth, but we mm-hmm. never we never think about the protection of equity. Yeah. yeah Who yeah. cares if you grew... Let's say you grew 5%. Yeah. Who cares if you lost 10%? Because you, you didn't protect what you gained. That's right. That's so the right. game is protection combined with growth. Because what are you, and what are you growing from? Exactly. So this year, they're expecting the stock market to do well, right? It's going gonna, it's gonna to have the Cinderella run. Oh. It's, it's looking good, by the way. We 20, hope. 20%. But if you lost 20, 19% last year in 2022, and you only got a 22 23% return this year, you're not even back to square one yet. Market recovery, you didn't. That's right. Right, mm-hmm. and so I was, I was going over um, one of my kids. We, we got their policy back from from one of their IULs. Oh, cool! Right, yeah. So last last year they earned zero because yeah. it was a negative return. So they earned zero. This year they're earning nine percent. Right, <laughs> two years ago they learned they earned eight percent. Mm. So if you average a three seventy percent divided by three, they're like five point five percent on average. So the last three years she hasn't lost anything, but she's ahead everybody by five point six percent, and she hasn't about her hasn't had to worry about anything, you know. So. That's that's for her financial foundation money, not for mm-hmm. her like speculative money. Yeah, you know, yeah, there's yeah. of course different buckets. Yeah, of course. But uh, but that that's where a lot of people think that all their money should be in just one growth bucket without having to preserve create a financial foundation. I love that. I think so many people talk about the compounding growth so much, mm-hmm. but they forget to talk about compounding loss. 
Because so it could work against you too. It could as well. work against you the yeah. same way you, you can say it works for you. So I think yeah. that's something you gotta be aware of. That's pretty cool though. Five and a half every yeah. year, no loss. No loss on average yeah. per, you know, per yeah. year, right? She, she's ahead. Yeah. And so uh, what are you guys looking forward to in 2024? Are you guys looking at this is gonna be an up year, a down year? Mm. Please let us know in the comment section below. Give me a thumbs up or give me a thumbs down uh, there with your emojis. Let us know what you are thinking here. Um, speaking of that, you know, you're looking at 1.1 uh, million portfolio for a, a Generation X. But this scenario here can not only ruin your financial life, mm. but this scenario here can also ruin your children's financial life. Let's take a look at this clip here about making wrong decision when it comes to this great decision. The thing that destroys children absolutely is high conflict divorce. Mm. Hands down. Right. Um, yep. When the two people that they love most in the world hate each other and are willing to spend all of their money fighting and hurting each other, the kids are destroyed almost to never recover. Right. Yep. I mean, I have seen yep. so much carnage that the children pay for the parents inability to get along. Mm. And most of the time that's driven by personality disorders, mm. high conflict divorce. There's at least one, if not two personality disorders driving those kind of cases. So she's a family law attorney and she's admitting what. You know, this my profession is to divorce people. Yeah. Right. Sheesh. And so, so you know, you, you obviously, you, how long you been married now? Uh, ten years. Ten years. Yeah. We'll be married Jamie. nine years. We'll be married nine years in uh, in February. Yeah. Right. Love it. It's a wonderful journey, bro. Yes, it's a blessing. <laughs> it's a blessing. Oh, pro I would I would admit to say this is probably one of the hardest things I've had to do. Yeah. And by and it's not from a sexual standpoint. Not that to me is the easiest part. Yeah. Easy. But from a conflict in personality, because you got two different personalities. Yes. And then you got to worry about raising a personality within your children. <laughs> Being duplicated really quickly. You're like, which one are you? Which one are you? All right. Yeah. So, so, and we're, yeah. we're both alpha males. Yep. So, so how how we how can we still maintain our alphaness? Because our wives too have have that alpha personality. Both our wives, yes. right? Very flamboyant, very yes. expressive, yep. very strong-headed. Yeah. But also at the same time, we're, we're nine and ten years married, uh, respectively. Yeah, I think first when you're when you're choosing your partner, it's a difference between need and want. There you go. You know, is so, it a relationship of convenience, or do you, we want to be together? Yes. Because a lot of people today, because of inflation and cost, they'll get together because it's cheaper for an apartment together. It really is. Ooh, it we just really nailed is. the topic right there, bro. Yeah, it's a big one. You know, so I think that's a big one and. I think even for, you know, I think a lot of men will not allow their wives to step into their alpha role because of their own personal ego to try to control them. Mm. And I think true power is empowering your queen. Uh, say that yeah. one more time. I think true power is empowering your queen. Come on. You know, because, I mean, let's go, let's go chess. I mean, it's the most powerful piece on the chessboard is the queen. Queen, that's right. Know? Yeah, but she keeps us to be able to, what, focus on what we need to focus I on. I love that, which right. Which is controlling the empire yeah. the right way. So. Right. Um, yeah, I think, you know, when you come to this, if, if they're not, on this, I think if you are divorcing, you know, that's a choice, obviously you got to make because it just doesn't work anymore, mm -hmm. but your kids are always will have a traumatic, you know, experience because she is right. You yeah. know, they, they only want their, their, their foundation of love is because you guys love each other. Mm -hmm. Right. And when you separate that love, then their, 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 their perspective of love is shifted. You know, you know how business exposes us? Yeah. Like uh, our business will turn us inside out mm -hmm. of what we need to improve. Personal development, skills development, leadership development. Kids will turn you out too as well. Yes. Of what you need to improve on as mom, as dad, as a couple together. Great accountability system. Great accountability. You, you think <laughs> you're the one perfecting your kids. It's, it's actually the other way around. And, no. and, and you know, you've often heard this sometimes. Well, we're just going to stay together for the kids. No, don't do that. Right? <laughs> but okay, but let me, what's the flip side then? Okay. Should they then get divorced? I think. Or, or what's the remedial 
efforts after that to not yeah. get divorced. I think if you, the only reason why you go to divorce is because you can no longer have the MVP to me, which is means your morals, values, and principles are no longer on the same page. Yeah. If yeah, you don't yeah, yeah. not see a vision together no yeah. longer, then okay, I understand that. Yeah. But if your moral values and principles are the foundation why you got together in the first place and you're growing together, mm -hmm. then you're going to work it out. Unless yeah. you lie, cheat, steal, and whatever your principles sure. are beyond that. But other than that, I don't, I don't think someone just should stay together just to appease because right. now we're not genuine. Now you're yeah. not showing true love in the first place. And then they're yep. like, that's what love is. Yep. You're faking it. Yep. That's yep. not yep. love though. You know? Yeah. So I, I, I think, uh, I think there's, there's according to the Bible, there's only really one area why you should get divorced. Yeah. It's because of adultery. Yep. That's it. Right. That's what it's um, I, I would even add in there. Reality is if it gets physical, because yeah, there's abuse, no reason yes. why any, there's no, should be no abuse. In there, and by I would say also other times because a man or a woman can abuse their their spouse, yeah. mentally, emotionally, and even manipulatively in, in, in spiritually, yeah, in really uh, certain areas. So there's the area of manipulation here that uh, has to be addressed very quickly because if if, if I thinking if I can't put my hands on you, I got to find some way to attack you because I, I just want to get at you, yeah, and then it become being your enemy. And, and by the way, guys, that that's what that was one of some of the earliest things I had to work on and and, mm -hmm. and constantly still working on because. You know, it's a, it's a, we are a work in progress, but I told her, listen, I'll never cheat. I'll never steal. I'll never take things away from you. Right. Is there moments that she's going to probably disrespect me? Sure. Yeah. Is my probably I disrespect her? Of yeah, course. Of course. Yeah. And that's something we have to work on. And that's why in uh, the, the, the marriage of forgiveness, we always talk about the love, the romantic years, but man, you know what I found out the most strongest part about love is the forgiveness part. Yes. Patience and forgiveness. <laughs> forgiveness part. <laughs> patience and the and patience. Right? The fruits <laughs> of the spirit. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, seriously. But uh, our, our warning to you, our hope for you, and our prayer for you is that if you love your children, mm. right, and, and there, there's got to be a way for you to work that marriage out together where you're still the priority. Yes. Right? The kids aren't the priority. You are, mom and dad are the priority. And, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's happened to me, uh, being uh, in a situation where I had to raise my kids, three, um, three kids by myself as a single mm -hmm. dad. And I saw the effects of that. And they're yeah. now starting to heal some from some of that. Yeah. There's always going to be a residual. My son's 28 years old and my daughter's at 22. They have, they still have childhood trauma. I'm saying this because I let my kids go through this stuff. So mm -hmm. don't think that I'm some expert. I'm, I went through this type of stuff. Yeah. That there's an area of their life that they're still gonna have to pay for daddy's sins. And I'm going to work forever for my life to make sure I can patch that up and work things so therefore it doesn't splash over into their, 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 in their marriages and their relationships right. uh, because of dad's inability to choose right. And how I started choosing right? I started going to church, bro. Really? I started going to church. And it's in my book, Faith Made Millionaire, what happened yeah. to my 30th birthday. Um, do we have a video here about the benefits of regular church attendance? Let's, let's take a look at this. Mm. When you go to church regularly, the mortality rates go down 20 to 30%. Wow. You lead a healthier life. To regularly attend church services, you're more optimistic, you have lower rates of depression, yeah. lower rates of suicide, you have greater purpose in life, you are less likely to divorce, you are more self-controlled. 
2018, they put the study out. If you take your kids to church in their 20s, they have a 60% higher chance of well-being and happiness. And then a more recent Harvard study talked about how if you go to church, you have a much higher percentage chance, like 70% chance of women getting off drugs, exponentially higher chance of decreasing depression, anxiety, increasing life expectancy. Harvard stressed that you can't get those benefits from going to like a country club or some type of community center or something. Yeah. I think supernaturally, it's crazy how church works like that. That church really does help us. Absolutely. 100%. Because it grounds in the, what you talk about and the MVP. Yeah. Morals, vows, and principles. Because what most people try to do, they try to live a good life. Yeah. Based on what? I'm just a good person. That's it. Feelings. But what's the basis of being a good person according to your own definition? Yeah. It's your perspective and your own self. In the current time in your life. Yeah. You know, when we're looking at uh, the Bible here in Galatians 5, Let's the fruits it. of the Spirit, yeah. love, joy, peace, forbearance. We just talked about forgiveness. <laughs> forbearance, <laughs> kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Mm. These are good things to learn from. These are great personality traits to learn from. And where you learn that? In the Bible. Going, going to church because, yeah. you know, people that are coming there are wanting to be improved. I took another step further. I said, what's the benefits of even just reading the Bible? Mm. Reading the Bible, feeling lonely drops 30%. Anger issues drop 32%. Alcoholism drops 57% just from reading the Bible. Sex outside of marriage drops 68% because you're reading the Bible. Feeling spiritually stagnant drops 60%. Viewing pornography drops 61%. Sharing your faith jumps 200%. Discipling others jumps 230% simply from reading the Bible. And guess what? If you're reading the Bible around other people in church that are also reading the Bible, guess what that exponentially can do Duplicates. to your life? I wonder why why Bibles have been taken out of uh, school systems. Interesting. Huh? And why religion and faith has dropped significantly. And then we wonder why we have all these mental illnesses. Interesting. Yeah. It's a ploy. You know, and, Rather and get hit on the Bible and hooked on prescription drugs. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you, you can't say that the results that you are mentioning is not something that everybody wants. Yeah. Regardless yeah. of what your faith may be, like that's the results you want for your family. Yeah. That's the, result, the results you want for yourself. I even think about my kids. Like how, how stronger they are mentally because of the foundation that they have in regards to going to church. Yeah. Right. Uh, like, you know, being able to have that structure, to be able to be inspired from mm -hmm. others, the stories in the Bible mm -hmm. and everything else. Because also, like, when you go to church, what are you hearing? A story. It's story time. Oh, of course. About yeah. what? How someone mm -hmm. that didn't deserve it. Yep. All right. Had grace, got favor, overcame, yep. and blessed and be able to exponentially grow to the next level. So it's inspiration wherever you're at in life to be able to grow. And that's why in this podcast, we always have the Bible out because this is our foundation. It doesn't make me perfect at all. It doesn't make mm. Curtis and I Not or any guest on this podcast or this podcast at all act like we're perfect or better than anybody or holier than thou that we'll walk in water. All we're saying is that we don't know many areas of our life, but here's the manual. Here, here's, here's the manual. And by the way, if you want to know about some serious, nasty, freaking stories in life, it's in the Bible. It is, man. Stories of uh, sexual immorality, it, uh, gambling, and murder, and all the, all the craziness of go that you see going on in life. Guess where it's at? Bible. At least this gives me a reference of how God wants to restore us yes. to get through life, to start living a better life, and... and um, you know, for example, we're, we're breaking down Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, okay. you know, Wealth and Wisdom series on, on Seven Fear Squad. And just the way I've looked at money differently, 
Mm. And I've been, I, I, I think it was like 2000, right before the pandemic, 2019, 2020, I started reading Proverbs and Ecclesiastes differently. I said, like, whoa, this guy's the richest and wisest king who ever lived. And this is what he said about money? Yeah. This is the way he looked at the, selecting a wife? Yeah. Proverbs 31, a wife of noble character? Virtue. Yeah. Right? Vir- exactly. Yeah. The, the virtues that would attract him, yeah. right? And vi- vice versa too as well. If you want a virtuous, noble woman of character, guess what you got to be too? You better be a virtuous man. You better yeah. be the same way, yeah. Yeah. you know? And so uh, and so everybody, and, and of course, everybody today's got, you know, their own opinions about this, but we rest our opinions based on the word in a, in a, in a, in a, in a Bible, in, a, in principles that stood the test of humankind. History of humankind is right here versus what happened last 90 days, last study, last survey. I think it's so good that because I think so many people have the perspective that you have to be so holy to be used by nah, God not at all. or to yeah. be able to impact your community, but yeah. it repetitively shows you that he qualifies the unqualified. Right. I mean, I mean, even yeah. we're going through, through Christmas right now, right? Even, even Jesus had somebody stab him in the back <laughs> for money. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> right? So you're going to have yeah. people in your life that stab you in the back. You're going to have people in your life steal from you. You have people in your life not do right by you, but how will you respond mm-hmm. in a God kind of way it allows you to live a life of happiness, peace, prosperity, where you're still a blessing to other people without being jaded yeah. by sadly by the the, the the downturns of the human experience. Wow. You know? Wow. So that's it. But speaking of church, the last thing we cover here yeah. is some drama and some gossip. Uh-oh. That's going on. So tell us what's going on here before we wrap up the show. What's going on with Bishop T.D. Jakes right here in Dallas? Okay, Potter's house. So he, he went on the pulpit recently because there was an allegation. Um, he's been accused of having these different type of parties or being associated with these different parties. You probably heard of what happened with P. Diddy lately. Sure, sure. He's being sued by everybody, mm-hmm. you know, because he used to host these different crazy parties, sure. right? And, you know, sexual immorality, all these different yeah. things. And as a mega pastor, I guess they a lot of people are saying those are suing Diddy mm-hmm. that also T.D. Jakes was there. Right, right. Right? Mm-hmm. And so he hops on the pulpit. And a lot of people are waiting for his response because it just yeah. came out. Yeah. Like, you know, he got pulled into it. Right before Christmas. Right before Christmas yeah. and everything like that. And so he hops on it. And I don't know if we're going to play the video yeah. or not. Yeah, well, let's take a look at the clip. Yeah, let's look at the clip. T- and Bishop you see, how he, see how he responds. To these allegations. Some of you logged in or come in out of concern. Some of you come in to hear what I'm going to say. All of you who expect me to address a lie, you can log off. <laughs> He's out. I will not use this sacred day and this sacred pulpit to address a lie when I have a chance to preach a truth. I will stand straight up, head up, back straight, and preach the unadulterated and fallible word of God. Because that is what the pulpit is for. But there will be a time. <laughs> so you can stop dragging people and arguing with people and fighting and just log off. All you do is just hit the button. Right there. Log off. How does he transition from There is no show here. Mm. In the gospel of Satan. That's a transition right there. That's a transition right there. Let's get back to what the poem is all about. In the gospel. That's that's what he's got to be. Yeah, well, I think he just addressed it. It's a lie. He He just said it. I'm not going to address a lie. So... 
Um, that's why, brother, um, as, as I've learned to travel all over the, the country, mm. I've learned to travel with two, three people around me at all times. Wow. I, I don't want to get caught up in a position where I'm at, for example, Chicago, mm-hmm. you know, there's people around me. Yeah. Right? yeah. You, you saw Milton right there. Yeah. Uh, you saw my, do- my daughter was there. My daughter yeah. stayed in my hotel room. Good. Right? Because yeah. right, my, my, so my daughter ended up being a, a, not only accountability partner, but also a shield yeah. to say, listen, if there are any allegations of a Matt coming to Chicago away from his wife and I got your book tour, yeah. what are you talking about? I was in a, my dad and I, we stayed in the same hotel. There was nobody else in this hotel room besides family. Right. You know, th- those type of things. We travel around. So we do, we do these things to protect ourselves because we know. That's a great system. People are looking. The higher you go, you know, the, the more the enemy wants to take you out and more, uh, embarrass you in the worst ways possible. So yes. um, as we wrap up, Curtis, I appreciate you being on this podcast, man. Yeah, thank and, you for uh, having me. I'd love to have you come back more often. Yeah. Um, what, what's, what's some of the things that you're excited about? Some things that you would like to send people off and just think about in 2024 in the year ahead, whether you're wrapping up 2023 in the way you've been wrapping up a very yeah. successful way and, and what you're excited about in, in 2024. Yeah, I think right now everybody's, you know, figuring out going into 2024 what they want to accomplish, right? Yep. What you're dreaming about. Yep. But I would more than anything focus on what did you do in 2023? The good and the bad. So why did you not accomplish the things that you said you were going to accomplish? Because if you don't start figuring out what the habits and disciplines that mm-hmm. you really truly need to know about yourself yep. to accomplish what you need to accomplish, you're going to be repetitively not hitting the goals that you said you want to accomplish in 2024. Yep. So I think recapping your 2023 and really figuring out more of you, yep. you know, I think a lot of people don't really ask themselves the real deep question is, yeah. why did you not go after that? Why were you just excited? Why did you just put a New Year's resolution together, but you didn't go after it? You know, yeah. right? Was yeah. it because everybody else around you wanted it? Or mm-hmm. did you truly want that? And then getting clear on that, then your vibration will change. Yeah. And when your vibration change, your mind gets more creative to go create the plan that you need to go get. And then get an accountability system. Like you have a system right now that you just created. I think having an accountability system or having a mentor combined with both of those yeah. are definitely going to help you make sure that 2024 yeah. it's a high probability that you are the upside. Yeah. You know. And be like yeah. Curtis and have a hundred percent increase in his, his income from year to year. Excited. So excited. hundred percent growth in income. Yeah. Family wait, don't wait. ask for no money. <laughs> <laughs> it goes in place. They got, they got a plan for it. Yeah, and so it, when, when you look at 2024 ahead, everybody, you know, you, we, we're so thankful and grateful that you guys decided to join us on this podcast. We're 51, 52 episodes uh, next week into it. Wow. We've done a lot of interviews here on the Send Fear Squad YouTube channel. We've, we've used a podcast now to be as a way for me just not to be so formal behind a whiteboard and a blackboard to kind of teach financial topics, but just to get more uh, in tune with, uh, with our audience, just in a casual conversation. But, uh, you know, my life started changing around once, number one, I got clear about what I wanted. And, uh, and and more specifically, not clear about what I wanted. I was clear about what I didn't want. Mm. Okay, some people don't know really what they want. I just knew what I didn't want. And once I got clear about what I didn't want, naturally what came up to me was, okay, here's what I need to be doing and accomplishing. So therefore, what I don't want starts to get get peeled up out of my life and gets this getting further and further back in my rearview mirror. And so therefore, if you put yourself in that type of expectation and having a goal, having a plan, so therefore, surround yourself with the right people. My prayer, you were there at my 50th birthday party. My yeah. prayer was, Lord, please remove the people in my life that I don't have the courage to remove myself. But at the same time, Lord, replace them with the people that I'm meant to serve. And so for a lot of people, they get into an area of comfort with their friends, family associations, peer group, et cetera, et cetera. But yet they may not be the peer group, friends, and family associations that needs to be around you to get to you to the next level where God has purpose for your life in 2024. And so if that's, that's your scenario, you know, you, you can't get to another level of success in your life 
based on the same attitudes and behaviors that you are currently currently at. In other words, if you want to get out of out of that comfort zone, you got to be uncomfortable. If you got to be, if there's anything to be comfortable with, be comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And how do you get around that? You got to put yourself in a, as Pastor Keith Craft at, at, at uh, Elevate Life says, you got to put yourself around the right people mm-hmm. and the right environment. So therefore, the right things can happen. And that's my prayer for you in 2024. Next year, next podcast, we'll be reviewing you the, our word of the year of 2024. Our word of the year, 2023, as you remember, was greatness. Because mm. the enemy of good, the enemy of great, excuse me, is good. Because everybody wants a great bank account and great life and uh, great relationships, but they have a good attitude towards it. Mm. That's not going to be able to happen. So we've been able to accomplish a lot of that. A lot of people this year have been so thankful and grateful. A lot of people this year has made so much more money this year than yes. have compared to last year. And you, you're yes. in the office, man. Yes. You know, you it's see crazy. guys making 50 grand a month, 80 grand a month, 100 grand a month. It's just crazy how many yes. people we're able to attract here and, and put in our mix. Yes. So therefore, the right things can happen. We expect more of that in 2024 in the year ahead. So that being said, appreciate you guys tuning in. Curtis, email, appreciate you coming here. Appreciate you, man. Stay tuned for next Wednesday. By the way, later on this week, we're going to have a special interview here with uh, uh, Dallas Cowboys. I was about to say Chicago. Dallas Cowboys (laughs) great safety, Darren Woods, all-time sack, um, excuse me, tackling leader of the Dallas Cowboys. His words of wisdom here going to the year ahead because he's an entrepreneur, big-time entrepreneur here in the Dallas uh, Dallas, uh, area. Transiting from sports into entrepreneurship. So that expect that interview to be dropping here sometime this week. I believe it's going to be Thursday or tomorrow or Friday. But uh, stay posted if you haven't done so already. If you like what the content, like what we're talking about, please subscribe. Hit like and drop your comments below. With that being said, on behalf of Curtis and Eamon from Dallas, Texas, Happy New Year 2024 to you guys. Until we meet again. See you next year. Until we meet again. Continue to live smart. Continue to love smart. And be money smart today. today.